Hey, what's up, everybody? So in our next episode, we'll be joined by Sarah, and we'll be talking about, you know, things that surprise us in Japan. You know, just Japan's such a different country that uh, there's just so many things that, um, you know, as living here, we kind of get surprised at. So um, sit back, enjoy, and check it out. All right. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Domashi podcast. Today, we're joined by Sarah because we have a really fun topic, and we're going to run down our top five most surprising things that you see when you come to Japan. What surprises you the most? The biggest culture shocks. Uh, I've been to Japan quite a few times, so uh, I've got you know a list in my head, and, and we've all come up with our each individual sort of specific lists. But before we get into that, how are you guys? I saw you were eating uh, some barbecue today. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah, it was super, super hot, hot. Though, man. It, yeah, yeah, it's really hot. How hot it was? It? Uh, it was it was super interesting because uh, we met a lot of people. We met all, a lot of old friends, and then the thing that I'm most excited about is I met a guy that owns a temple, and he it's a pretty uh, well known temple, and he's offered to uh, if I bring some uh, some beads over, he'll like have the monks bless it. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that. So maybe every trip that I go to Hawaii, I'll, I'll um, select a bunch to bring and just bless those, and just those certain ones will be blessed like that. Yeah. So kind of exciting. Fun. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. So today's topic. So we're going to run down a list. We've done like a sort of top five list, um, and uh, I'll kick it off. Okay, so just a caveat so people know, obviously um, – so I've been to Japan five times. The first time was in 2008. Uh, I didn't really know much about Japan. I was 18 years old. And uh, the first thing that I noticed when I got off the plane was actually vending machines and how there are so many vending machines everywhere. And it wasn't just the airport. It was literally down the road. It was next to the hostel I was staying in. It was They were, they were absolutely everywhere. But uh, yeah, so that's the first thing that sort of springs to mind. And that's why, it, why it's on my list. That's a good one. Your ass. Hey, the drinks are really good though, right? Like, and the fact that you can have like hot and cold drinks that that blew my mind as well. Yeah, but it's not just you drinks. Get... You get the soups, the, like the corn soup and stuff. in, in winter is yeah, I've never really tried popular. that. Yeah, you can now. Now in Japan, the vending machines, you can pretty much get anything. You can get a meal. You can get depending on the place you go. You could get meals. You get ice cream. Um, wow. Of course, hot and cold drinks. I mean, pretty much everything. And even, oh, yeah, uh, I, do. um, I don't know if they still do it, but I know back in the day, they used to sell beer. Really? Oh, yeah. I think I did see that once. Yeah. I've just yeah. seen some new ones, too. Some new ones that have actually got cakes, like dessert cakes in a can. They're wow. kind of the clear plastic cans and they've stacked like cakes with strawberry and whipped cream and stuff in them, which is crazy. That is mental. Cake in a vending machine. Yeah. Sarah, what have you got as number five? Uh, number five, I've got, um, you don't close the taxi doors here. So all of the doors, oh, yeah. the taxis here, they open them automatically at the back. 
And I think the, one of the very first trips I went to go close the door and um, was told that you don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's all automatic. So you just let them do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah you don't, you don't even, you don't open or close the doors. You got, if you go catch a taxi, you just wait by it and it'll open for you. I remember uh, on one particular night out, I might have had one too many beverages and was very confused by the fact that the door was automatically opening. So, uh, yeah, it's super trippy. Yeah, and you know, you know what's interesting is, uh, I forget, I think it's MK Taxi. There's a company called MK Taxi. These guys were literally, literally climb over the passenger seat and get out of the car before you touch the door and open the door for you. Wow. You ever had that happen, Sarah? That it's called wow. an MK. We don't ride the taxi often, so but there's a M MK taxi that they they're in drivers actually uh just like pretty much scurry over the passenger seat, open the passenger door, get out and open the door for you. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> awesome. What, what have you guys done by five, Ensign? Um uh, pretty much, especially the train stations, but pretty much um, everything's controlled in Japan. So what I found really interesting that I didn't really realize, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but the stairs have like arrows on them. So if there's a huge uh, stair, there's one area you go up and one area you go down. And, and literally, if you go up the wrong side, they'll kind of look like you're like you're like screwing up their their uh, system like whoa what are you doing you know so the stairs especially the train stations you go up when you have a rush you don't usually see guys walking up where the arrow says go down and walking down where the arrow says go up it's, for me i was it was kind of a trip to to notice that everybody follows the rules yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of everything feels so organized, right? It's quite uh, yeah, very different to uh, here in the UK, to say the least. So, um, so number four, number four on my list is masks because now it seems like nothing, right? Like you know, we're so used to it because of the pandemic and stuff like that. But the first time ever, it was like you know, I was like, what the hell? Why is everyone wearing this? And you know, the 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 reasons that I heard from like other like foreigners staying in hostels was so like not what I think it was for, but I heard people say, Oh, there's so much pollution. So they wear the masks to not like get pollute their lungs. And then, uh, and then I heard that it was more for around health reasons. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, it's crazy to think that now everyone's sort of accustomed to it. But the first time I ever went, I'd never seen anyone like wear a mask. So it was really like, it was quite a shock. It was kind of weird. What, what's amazing is the, the main reason why they wear masks is because if you see someone in Japan with a mask, 99% of the time the reason is because they probably have a cold and they don't want to spread their, their germs to you. Hmm. Which is nice, right? Yeah, real, real um, considerate. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. That's a really good one. Pre-pandemic, it was that is quite a, yeah. a shock. Like now it'll be nothing, different. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But back before then, yeah, back in my day, it was a shocker. Sarah, <laughs> what have you got as number four? Speaking of which, funny you say that. Back in my day, so <laughs> something that really shocked me is the elderly community. 
here and how late, like how until you know their yeah. later years they're working. So when I moved here, I in the mornings I'd go for my run around the neighborhood, and I had an incident where I saw somebody and I swear they must have been in their eighties at least, eighties maybe nineties because they were kind of quite hunched, and they looked like they were struggling with a wheelbarrow. So I kind of, you know, ran over and offered to help them and they scolded me, kind of like told me, like, leave me alone. I'm fine. Like, you know, <laughs> leave me alone, essentially. And they were, but especially in our neighborhood, we've got a lot of um, gardens um, where we are and people are in the gardens a lot. But a lot of the yeah elderly community work, you know, until they're in their, yeah, their 80s here. It's just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. That's a really good one. I, I, yeah, I didn't think to put that on my list, but it's so true, right? I remember seeing like the kind of you always the ones I always used to see was the people like guiding traffic and stuff. Like you're like usually yeah. you have the little red things, right? And they just and then you look at you be like, whoa, you look like you're definitely way past the typical retirement age over here. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and they even like uh, ride bicycles when they're like, whoa, you're not supposed to be riding a bicycle anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So Sarah, Sarah actually touched on two of them at one shot because one is uh, the things, you know, she, she said the things they do when up until that crazy age that they, most people would have their grandchild do it or, or, or get pushed around in a wheelchair, but they do it themselves. And the other thing Sarah mentioned that I wanted to point out was they really don't like to be helped. Yeah, when the Sarah said she, the wheelbarrow would try to help them, they're like, no, I'm okay. You know, and it's like pretty much almost like you, you're you offending them in a way, yeah? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. What have you got as your number four, Ensign? My number four is something that I learned uh, um, while mingling with business people and mingling with uh, high-up people or, or presidents of companies is uh, – for me, I was always uh, taking care of like a special guest, and especially the spe special guests. Um, they don't. They feel it's a, a honor for them to show you how important you are by making sure they pour your drinks. So they'll they'll literally if you like I have a habit you know I hate to act like I'm a big honcho or anything and I I, I don't wait for them to pour my drink. So with my drinks running out, I you know I pour, I start pouring my drink. And they, they literally freak out. And before I can even pour a drop, they'll grab the bottle or whatever, the soda can or whatever from me, and they'll start pouring it for me. Whoa. And with that said, what I learned also with that so, same idea about the drink thing is if you don't want them to pour your drinks, don't drink your drink down because it's, it's a bad thing for them to leave your drink empty or even low. So if you're like getting full drinking juice and you don't want to drink anymore, leave the majority of the juice in the cup until before you leave the restaurant. Because if you drink it down halfway or more, they're going to fill it up. And it's like, oh, I can't drink. I don't want any more. It's kind of weird if you tell them, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, unless you really know the person well. Wow, that's an interesting one. That one's cool because uh, I've never experienced that, right? I'm not important enough <laughs> for someone to be pouring my drink. So it's kind of cool to hear that, though. But it's crazy. But that is quite, quite common in a lot of cultures, right? You know, um, I think I mentioned before, my wife's Indian and in Indian culture, you've got to eat as much as possible, right? So if your plate's empty, they're bringing more food and that's just kind of how it is there. So, but yeah, I've heard 
sort of things about the drinks before in Japan. So that's cool. Um, on that sort of culinary uh, aspect, one of the things that surprised me the most, and this is my number three, was the food. The food, I know it's quite a general topic, but I don't know, maybe because I wasn't on the internet as much, but back in the day, I remember thinking that all Japanese food would be sushi. I just thought it would all be like kind of that, that everything would be kind of cold and squidgy. <laughs> and like, uh, as soon as I got there, I was like amazed at like the different varieties of food and how different it was, right? And even like the food quality, was like if you went to some fast food joint or whatever it was such such a high quality of food you know that uh even the cheapest food tasted really good and was prepared really nicely and uh you know even things like yoshinoya i didn't mind and all the other little, little chains and stuff like that and uh i can't remember some of the other names I love a good moss burger as well that was good the mos burger um oh, but yeah they just i was amazed at sort of the variety and even like their take on like things like um italian food right like I, I remember eating some italian food in japan and thinking this is like amazing it's not it's kind of it, it's similar but not quite the same but it's like their own take on it and uh yeah that always struck struck a call with me at how good the food was over there so good food in japan <laughs> pizza's the pizza's the same the pizza doesn't taste like pizza it's super expensive too so western food in japan is really expensive which is such a such a trip yeah, that's the one thing I remember being a bit a bit strange, like cheese. Like like in Japan, cheese is kind of, I don't know, like the cheese on the pizza tasted different. And that was one of the few things I noticed where it was, uh, I don't know, a bit not quite the same, but so much other stuff was really cool the way they make different pastas and stuff like that. But yeah. And yeah. speaking of pizza, I just learned after being here for 31 years that your pizza is actually almost half price if you pick it up at the pizza place instead of having them deliver it. No way. <laughs> yeah. Still learning. So I'm picking up all my pizzas from now. I'm not going <laughs> to order and have them come here. I'm going to pick up all my pizzas. Go and grab it. Yeah, because yeah, it's like about 30 or $40 for one pizza. A large what? pizza. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy expensive. Yeah, like it's for example, a large pizza. pizza would be like, a large pizza would be like $35. But if you go and pick it up at the uh, if you pick it up at the um, shop, it'll be like um, sixteen hundred or sixteen dollars. Oh, so that up? That's yeah, it's crazy. It's like super. <laughs> yeah. It's like a huge difference, man. That's crazy. No wonder. Yeah, definitely pick up the <laughs> pick up the pizza. That's order like, pizza. Yeah. Pick it up. Go pick it up, and then you can order the big, two. The biggest takeaway from this podcast right now is if you order yeah, Japanese pizza, 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 people, make sure you pick it up. <laughs> Sarah, what's your number three? Number three was the um, what I got? garbage. So the trash, the rubbish. So not just putting them out. So they we put we have different days allocated for different things, but the sorting of it and how um, particular we you have to be. So the pet bottles are separate, but you know you know, the recyclables, the non-recyclables, but even all of that has to be sorted into like spray cans. And so you have all these different categories. And honestly, even now, like I've been here for almost nine years, I still have to either Google some of the things, you know, that we might get for the trash or um, they have a monthly, uh, the city hall sends like monthly newsletters or magazines. I've kept the one that they've got that all the trash sorting in it. So it's my, like my little reference guide. But that is a trip. 
trying to figure out the yes, trash. So, <laughs> yeah, so Sarah didn't mention, but it's, uh, you know, not just you separate the trash. You only can throw certain trash out on certain days. Whoa, okay. Like yeah, burnable I, for here, I think Monday for us is like pet bottles and cans. Uh, Tuesdays are burnables. Wednesday is like clothing or bigger items. Yeah, so it's like every day, every different um, different area is actually a little different. So if we go to the town next to us, the the whole trash days will be a little bit different. But it's always uh, separated, like she said. And what kind of is crazy is I I. I used to be like the worst guy gene where I would never separate shit. The only time I started separating is since Sarah been coming because Sarah was such a good person. But it, it, it's, it's come to a point where because I've been separating the trash so much now, I feel we're weird now going home and throwing everything into one trash in Hawaii. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I have a... A bit of a confession on that one because it's funny that you mentioned that Sarah and then you also mentioned about the old people well when I was I had a little apartment well, apartment it was like a, a house in like a, a shared guest house um it was filled with like divorced Japanese businessmen but that's kind of like a different story for a different day <laughs> but um so I was staying in this little house this little flat and there was literally just one room it had a fridge and a bed and uh I just couldn't work out what to do with like all the, the trash and stuff like that. And obviously in Japan, you're always buying like bottles of water and stuff like that. And I remember I had them like all around like the room because I couldn't be bothered to like work out how to like do it. I'm only 18, right? You know, sue me. <laughs> um, and then uh, I started, I thought like, I've got to get rid of all this stuff, right? It's just cluttering up my room. So I went and I went and found like what I thought was like a plastic bin. And I'm just there with this giant bag of bottles put in one by one. And then this little old lady just came, you know, rushing over as fast as she could, <laughs> just shouting at me in Japanese, like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm being like, oh my God, what am I doing? She's about to sit and arrest me or something. You know, yeah. you know, when I first came to Japan, I, I didn't separate my trash and I just threw it out. And at that time, I didn't realize how, how nitty anal the people will be. But when I, if I had anything that had my address in there, the next day, I'd find the trash back on my doorstep. Whoa, really? Wow. They bring it back to you. Yeah. That's crazy. So that we do put the trash out every day. It's kind of like community run too. So, you know, for our block where we live, we've got a little station where everyone takes their trash. So after the trash, the rubbish trucks come and pick them up. Some like people in the community are allocated. They'll go and clean the area too. So these little um, brooms and pans and stuff. So they'll go and like clean the area. So it's yeah, <laughs> they'll find your stuff and return it to you if you don't do it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, ultimately, it's a good thing, right? It's better for the planet. It makes total sense. It's just uh, it is. It's one of those things, right? It's just shock to the system. It's different from maybe how other countries do it. Yeah. So. But they should learn. Yeah. Um, Ensign, what have you got as your number my, three? My number three is my number two was actually going to be the fact that this there. Um, it's not just ladies first, but it's men only here. But when, as you were talking about the food, I thought a better number three. I changed my number three, and I'll put that men's only on honorable mention. But the number three that I have is the convenience stores. They're like amazing. You can buy. You can like. You go to the, the convenience store, like a 7-Eleven in, in Hawaii, and it's like 
you, and someone tells you you got to eat dinner there, you're like, I got a potato chip, oh, wait, turnover, uh, microwave burrito or nachos. It's like there's nothing to eat. And what's real funny is uh, one of the um, big activists, Rick Berry, was uh, – detained uh because he you know they're they're he's an activist and he was going against the rules of uh he was doing a lot of protests in um taiji about the dolphin killing and i remember when he got arrested and put in the um immigration cell there was huge uproar because they were telling they were saying uh they're treating mistreating him they're treating him so bad because his meals they're only letting him go to 7-eleven for his meals and i'm like whoa that's I mean, I could actually eat at a convenience store at 7-Eleven or Lawson like every day of the month. I mean, the bentos and the the ice creams, the desserts, the, the drinks they have. I mean, it's like, it's amazing. And the food is good. I mean, they even have like unagi there being sold there now. You know, wow. I mean, that's a trippy thing for me is the, the convenience stores in um, Japan, the, the food is so good. It's like, you can eat there and it's fresh but they're constantly stocking like it's so fresh yeah yeah i remember being surprised by that as well for sarah and i that's one of our options for dinner it's like oh you want to go ramen you want to go unagi or you sushi convenience store yeah yeah it's yeah. one of the options actually yeah no i yeah i remember it was so good i couldn't believe it that you're getting such nice food from like just a little convenience store me and uh, my brother-in-law we said the same thing like as soon as we got off the um, train from Narita Airport, the first thing we were doing was looking for a convenience store to get some good food, right? Because we knew that it was immediately going to be, you know, really good. But yeah, compared to, like you say, like a 7-Eleven in Hawaii or like a spa shop in uh, over here in the UK. Yeah. I don't know what it's like for you in the UK, James, but in New Zealand, the, we call the convenience stores the, the dairies and they're actually really expensive. You're better off kind of saving your money and going and buying at the supermarket if you you know going to get a meal but in japan it's there's there's hardly a price difference between going to the convenience and the supermarket so that's really again convenient what's it what about the uk is it like that um it's probably not as bad it's only really for like petrol stations you know like gas stations um like that's where it's like super expensive because they've got sort of taken advantage of people that are out on the road that want to quickly grab something but a lot of the big supermarkets also have like an express store so they have like the smaller stores um as well so you usually got options and there's usually affordable stuff but it's never great and it's never as good as japan so actually that's what's interesting too going on off this on a tangent as well is that the gas stations don't have a convenience store attached to them like they do in right. like the states or in uk and new zealand like yeah it's, it's just, just gas fuel, stations right? yeah yeah yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good one for the list, right? Like, how confusing that's they are. kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. My one experience of driving in Japan, which was uh, interesting. Um, cool. Number two. So number two, uh, this, is quite, this is quite a big one. Uh, you're going to, you know, people might complain. But though I would just put the contrast between modern and the old-fashioned because it blew my mind how Japan could be so forward-thinking, so modern, and then you see like fax machines. <laughs> you be like, wait, what? Like fax machines died a death. And there's probably still some kid knocking about there, right? Like, 
Yeah, yeah, in certain areas they are so advanced. In certain areas they're like so like primitive. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of it's it's quite cool to see sometimes. Um, and I think it's kind of reflecting a lot of things, right? You know, you what's quite nice is you see a lot of like the tradition. I remember always being struck by that in Tokyo. You know, where you got uh, in Asakusa, you got the the um, Tensoji Temple and all the you know bits around there. You've got that nice sort of traditional stuff, uh, which is uh, and then you know but you're in like a big city as well, so. It's quite cool that you've got all the different sort of temples and stuff to sort of mix it up in the city, which is nice. But yeah, the the contrast between modern and old fashioned, I just, you know, you, it was constant. I'd just see different things. I'd be like, wow, that's so advanced. And then every other things you'd be like, whoa, that's quite like dated. Even like the handwriting. Well. Some, yeah, some of them, they still handwrite the receipts at, at a lot of the shops. So <laughs> that, that's a trip. That is funny. What have you got as your number two, Sarah? Number two, I've got uh, the the clothing. I thought that was a little bit of a, a culture shock for me and for, from a, a female perspective. So, for example, in summer, you know, I would walk around in tank tops back home and, or even in the States and stuff. But here they're a lot more conservative. So, I mean, you do get the outliers, you know, people that do wear it. But in general, um, it's a lot more conservative here, the dress. So... Um, even today at the barbecue, you'd see women wearing um, like dresses with a, a strap like this, but that actually have a t-shirt underneath it. So it's, um, yeah, the dress is really interesting. And even down to, I've noticed with training. So when I go to the States, you know, people train in spats and stuff, no problem. But here it's more, you wear your spats underneath your shorts. Like you, you kind of cover up a bit more here. So that was kind of, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 i always remember thinking how sort of smartly dressed people were as well i remember that was being quite a big shock i remember thinking i look like such a tramp like, like, like you, you come in you're like whatever you could pack in your suitcase and then you'd be sat next to someone like some nicely dressed person on the train and uh yeah it always uh i always felt underdressed in japan well, we're on the topic of dressing. The good thing I, I like about Japan, too, is you can never dress too weird in Japan. I mean, you, there's some weird dressers. I mean, I can even walk out in my, my role by Yugata, Yukata, and people just don't really care. That's cool. Yeah. Did you have anything else to add, Sarah? Oh, no. I was pretty much just going to say what Ensign just said. So oh, like, right, on the right, flip right. side of that, like they, they can be really conservative, but, I mean, you can also get away with wearing you know whatever you want as well so yeah it's it's a really interesting contrast to wear in japan yeah especially uh harajuku park i remember seeing lots of interesting yeah yeah harajuku yeah yeah Yeah. there's always a trip for first timers when they come to japan go to harajuku yeah it is uh ensign your number two yeah i um i decided to do my number two as tipping you don't tip in japan yeah, that's a shock. And uh, it's funny because um, they'll literally run the run the money back to you. And they won't accept the tip. And the funny thing is, is when we order pizza here, I always tip them. Even at those and prices. In the beginning, in the beginning, they were like totally like they couldn't, they didn't want to take it. I kind of forced it on them saying, no, 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 I'm American. So we usually tip. So you take it, take it. And now it's like they know 
So when we do tip them, they just thank us. So, so it's not it's not a it's not the usual where they go, no, no tipping, no, we can't accept it. They can't accept it now. But now we don't need to worry about that because I'm gonna be picking up all my takeout orders. <laughs> yeah, I was, thought that was crazy that you'd actually pay more for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what's you know what's the thing that I really tripped on a lot about is um, in Japan they don't let you tip, but they have like you know tipping was supposed to be in terms of service. You get good service, you give good tip. You get shitty service, you don't tip. You know, but it's in Japan. It's like they have such they have the best service in 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 the world, and it's like you can't tip them. And then on the other flip side, you got the Americans that don't give you good service but you gotta tip them it's like you can't not tip anyone no matter it's like doesn't matter how bad the service is you gotta leave tip tips is almost like a mandatory thing and it's it's more like if you get really good service give me a good tip but if i other than that you gotta tip me tipping is almost i almost feel like it's a percentage of the bill you gotta tip no matter what it's like it's like taxes tipping taxes like <laughs> yeah yeah but you know what that was one of my biggest culture shocks in going to America for the, you know, because the, yeah, the tipping. Yeah, I was just going to ask if you guys tip, James, because in New Zealand, we don't tip either. UK? Uh, we do, yeah, we do tip, but not to the extent of America. It's only really for like, a, if you go out for a meal, you, you'd you probably oh, tip that. Oh, really? Oh, so I'm the only yeah. one that is used to tipping. I think yeah, it's Yeah, because so I remember I went to a bar in America and they had to explain to me that like, you have to tip like a dollar every drink you get, otherwise you're not gonna get served. And I was like, "What?" That blew my mind. And then, um, yeah, like the, even the free drinks in Las Vegas, you gotta pay. It's free, okay. but no, you gotta tip. Like, if you don't tip, they ain't gonna come back to you. <laughs> it just blows my mind. It's uh, so uh, someone once explained it to me that the it was because like the wages are too low that that that's the idea that you're tipping to help them out or something. That's what I got explained, but. Crazy. You know, you know what? You know the biggest thing that tripped me about tipping in America was that uh, you can go to a a serve yourself yogurt place. You go and grab your own cup. You go and choose your own yogurt. You go and choose your own topping. You put the yogurt on the scale they weigh. They calculate how much you owe and they stick out their hand to collect your money. And there's a tip jar on the ground. Like, what the hell did you do to get tipped? I did everything myself. All you're doing is grabbing your money. Why should I tip you for taking the money? You know, that it's like, that's like a perfect example where just tipping has just went out. has been, is just out of control in America. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, we very different over here. Yep. Uh, What's so your number is, one? Number one. Number one is a big one for me. And it's one that left the, the longest lasting impression, I think. And it's the generosity of the Japanese people because I was outstanding by some of the things. And I've got like countless different stories of different people that I've met that went above and beyond and even like kindness of strangers, right? Because um, I think back to like once when I was looking for somewhere to go, I think I was looking for an office to pay my rent or something like that. I couldn't find out where it was and someone could see that I was kind of lost just looking at a map trying to work out where it was. This is before Google Maps was you know, the thing that it, the beast that it is today. But, um, you know, someone came and actually like, not only showed me where it was, they took me to that place. And it was like a good 10 minutes out of their way. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And then uh, another funny incident, my uh, my twin brother, he came to visit me in Japan. And uh, he, it's actually a really funny story. We actually went to a pro wrestling show. We went to a big Japan pro wrestling event. 
and uh, we ended up going out with some of the uh, American wrestlers after the show, and uh, we got absolutely hammered. And he had got the most drunk he's ever been, and uh, drinking sake, you know, the rice wine. And so, Ooh. yeah. So, funnily enough, I was, you know, we 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 come out of the place. Uh, I actually actually found him outside. It was on like a fifth story floor, and I found him outside, and he was just like. <laughs> so I was like, come on, let's go. That's how drunk he was. So I was taking him and um we went went in a taxi trying to go back to my apartment. He was being sick, so we pulled over, we got out, and I was there and I was generally really worried about him. I was like, oh shit, am I gonna have to take him to hospital? I've never seen him this drunk before. And then so I was a bit like, oh, what to do? And then this Japanese guy was just you know walking along, minding his own business. And I sort of you know used my broken Japanese, sumi masen, sumi masen, and it's like uh asking him, like, oh, you know, do you think he needs to go to hospital? And then he's like, No just drunk sort of thing and then so we're having this sort of you know semi-english semi-japanese chat and then what was amazing was that five minutes later he came back with uh i think it was like a green tea a cup of coffee and he came back in a little bag and he was like this is for your brother and i was like what and it was like to help him sober up sort of thing and uh i was just little there's wow. so many like little stories like that where i was just amazed like it's like you said about when you leave like something like i left a uh I think my wallet or, oh no, I left a bottle of water once at a shop and they would like come chasing after you. Like, here's your nearly finished bottle of water. And it's just like, those little things always just, just uh, really stay with me to be honest. But the funny, funny when you mentioned that the things that come into my head is like, if you go to a store and you ask them, Oh, where is the, say the, the Ume potato chips, like in Hawaii, they'll tell you, ah, what are I eight or whatever. And they point to mm. the place and it's probably not going to be there. It's going to be near it. But, and then the Japanese people will actually get up from what they're doing and walk you all the way to it and help you find it. You know, wow, that, that, that was one thing that popped in my head. And you said that the other thing that popped into my head was I forgot what it was going to say. <laughs> Fuck. I've got, I got one on that, the, you know, in terms of the service as well. So where we go and buy our string for the bracelets. One time we had overpaid by 10 yen, which is like 10 cents, you know, just for the sake yeah. of one for one. So we'd overpaid by 10, 10 yen. The next time we went, which was months later, they had our 10 yen to return to us in a little Ziploc bag. Like, please, like, don't forget your 10 yen you left oh in your God. last time, like your change. That's so amazing. Yeah. And I just remembered what I was going to say. I was going to say about, like, if you lose your wallet or your cell phone in Japan, 99.9% .9 of the time, you're probably going to get it back. And you're going to have all your money and cards in the wallet. It's crazy. It's just, yeah, it's just it's so amazing. Cool. Yeah, Japan's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I do love that. I do. Yeah, this is always the thing that sort of stuck with me. But, yeah. Serial number one. My number one, uh, when I initially came here, I mean, this one's kind of been flogged to death by everybody, but the, um, you know, just the general treatment of people with tattoos. Mm. Tattoos is, is a big one. So that was a bit of a shock because I come obviously from New Zealand, I'm Maori, so that's our, our moko. We, you know, we call these moko. They're kind of a treasure and they're precious to us and they're mm. a big part of our culture. So to come to somewhere where it's, you know, like, taboo and like people like no dame 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 like sometimes i'll tell you at the, the front like no cannot and i even got um, asked to leave a health center because of my tattoo so one of the we figured because i got past the front desk 
I mean, while I was, I'd just finished showering um, inside and one of the staff came in and, and told me kind of like aggressively, like, no, you have to get out, you have to leave, which probably wow. means like one of the patrons complained. So that was really um, interesting. And in all honesty, like I, we know and understand that, you know, so when in Rome, we respect the, the rules here, but that was really interesting and confronting for me when I first came here. Yeah, I remember hearing about it, and uh, it's it's completely different, right? It's just crazy, you know. There's no else in the world that has this, that that opinion on tattoos, right? So it's it's yeah. definitely one of the most shocking things. Yeah, yeah speaking of the uh, when Sarah got kicked out of the health centers, I think it's important to point out because I always get the question about, oh, if I have tattoos, is it going to be okay to go in this and that, this and that? Mm -hmm. You know, um. In uh, in especially the health centers or the we call it hot springs or onsens, ninety nine percent of the time, like Sarah's instance was a very rare instance. But um, if you get by the front desk, so if you if you're going to the front desk and they can see your tattoos, they're gonna tell you right away. Oh, sorry, no tattoos. But if you mm -hmm. cover it all up, you get by the front desk. There's a good chance they're not gonna kick you out unless, like, you know, if you're on your best behavior, you're not like kicking shit around or being a dick about anything you you're pretty much going to be able to stay in the onsen until you're done and you know it it's usually if you get past the front desk even if a worker sees you they're not going to kick you out if there's a complaint in any way they're going to kick you out so sarah must have been like strutting around kicking shit wow. and you know, bumping damn it slamming her locker i knew i shouldn't have kicked that thing around because <laughs> we we actually went into the same we went in together and then we kind of looked at our clock and said, okay, we'll meet in an hour. So I figure, ah, oh, I don't, st I don't stay in too long because it, I get hot. So I get, go bathe and I just lay in the hot spring a little while. I'm like, ah, I look at my house. Oh, I can go get a 40 minute massage. So I go get a massage, come back, go back in the shower, jump in, get ready. So, okay, it's about time. I get, getting changed in the locker, give Sarah a call and call say, um, I'm about to be done. Are you almost done? And she goes, oh, I'm in the car. I'm like, oh, why are you in the car? She goes, oh, like five minutes into her, into her own, uh, her hot spring, they asked her to leave. And he, how's that? And she's in the car, waiting in the car, and I'm there getting a massage and sitting in the hot spring. <laughs> I just funny, you, you've got as many tattoos as Sarah, right? If not. I don't know who's got more. Not but, more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Well, no, Sarah didn't have that much. I, actually, I had way more. I mean, she yeah. had probably like a, a tw 20th amount, one one over 20. Yeah. I had 20 times more tattoos than her. But, yeah, you know, like I said, she must have been strutting and acting like some big uh, gangster or something, you know, get kicked <laughs> out. And saying that there are some, um, so you get the ones in like the nice hot springs and then you get them all kind of, them centaur so they're, they're, they're a little bit more run down kind of like a little bit more old school and that's so a little bit elderly yeah. people go public yeah those are actually like okay a lot of them are okay with tattoos so that's where ensign and i can go right. and that's always a real interesting experience too because the one that's close to our house and um, it's all kind of like old ladies and they'll just sit and stare at me but then slowly they'll come up and like start talking to me and be like you're not japanese right i'm like no i'm not japanese but then they strike up a conversation and make me go and sit in the sauna with them like, so it's, it's real interesting that's hilarious
Yeah, back in back in the day, Japan didn't have their own baths, so there was a public bath. They call it a sento, where they would have a public bath in the in the town, and everyone would bathe there. So those are still around. They're called sentos. And for me, every time I go to a sento, you was like I'd say like eighty percent of the time you'll see somebody uh, either a gangster or some dude with like a total full body tattoo in there. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. So your number one, Ensign, what have you got for us? My number one still trips me out today is, uh, you know, as you probably know by coming here, Japan is a land of rules. There's rules. You don't break rules, you know? Mm -hmm. And one of the rules that I really just can't get used to is the fact that you can go to a get a look at a menu in Japan and have curry rice, and then you can have another or a, another different dish that's tonkatsu or chicken katsu. But there is no way in hell they'll ever make you a chicken katsu curry. <laughs> it's like you got the katsu, you got the chicken, you got the curry. Why can't you make me the chicken curry? You know, it's like they can't figure it out. I mean, like, you charge me more charge, because you're putting the, the chicken katsu on the curry now. Charge me more. Ah, oh, no, no, no. We don't have that on the menu. But it's like, oh, because it's not on the menu, they refuse to make it. That trips me out. I mean, it's like, wow, you got chicken katsu and you got curry. Why can't I have chicken katsu curry? You know, they can't. They can't. A lot of these Japan people, they have this. Like uh, we, me and call, Sarah call it like a system. Don't screw up their system. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. for example, at the convenience store, they'll um, ring up your shit, and then they'll 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 bag everything for you, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll heat up your shit, get it out. You know, they got so much things to do. A lot of times, I'm like, you know, make her their work easy and make everything faster, especially if there's a line. We try to tell them, give give us the bag and we'll pack the shit ourselves. And they kind of like, you almost like fluster them. Like they, they start screwing shit up because they, oh shit, you just threw off their whole system. Like, no, I'm supposed to do that. But you're, oh, you're doing it now. Okay. And they, they get off, they get flustered a lot of times. And and the convenience store is just one example. That's a lot of times you have that when you do something that's out of the ordinary, they get flustered. Yeah. 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 I- witnessed that a few times because <laughs> you think sometimes like as a foreigner you just do the things you take for granted right and then you'd see it that it's sort of like break a system and it's like Whoa, oh i didn't mean to uh but yeah crazy uh did you guys have any like honorable mentions that were like close to make the list but didn't quite make the list i thought of Sorry. one as we were talking yeah something that was really that it still really intrigues me is um like the I wrote it down as like the gangster etiquette, <laughs> something that I I feel pri- you know I feel really lucky that I've been privy to um some things with Ensign, and it is really interesting um to go into like a room or a situation and being able to read the room now and know who's in charge and who's like what position based on the way they're acting and the etiquette and the kind of the way people are talking and exchanges. So that's I, that was a, a kind of a, a shock and a learning um, point for me. But I find that really fascinating. Yeah. 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 You can yeah. 
In Japan, you can pretty much uh, guess the ranks of everybody. Like you can know who's number one, number two. That guy's under that guy. That guy's under, that guy, and that's the lowest guy. Just the way they they react to each other, what they do for each other, the way they talk to each other. You 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 can. It's it's really clean cut on who's the boss and who's right under the boss and who's a common member and who's like the lowest, the the youngest guy. You know, you can pretty much see how they react to each other. That's interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Can't say I've seen that myself yet, but who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, Ent, do you have any other ones on your list? Maybe something that didn't quite make yeah, you cut? Yeah, you give me. I, I just forgot mine, so you you, you can uh, say yours. I'll remember as you talk. Yeah. The only one I had which sort of crossed my mind was uh, I remember just how slim everyone was. I remember barely seeing anyone that was overweight. And I remember being it's such a shock. Like that, like the only time you'd see someone that was overweight was a foreigner like myself or someone else. Right. <laughs> Where you'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, he's not Japanese, you can tell. Like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It was like everyone was I remember I, I probably could count on my hand how many times I saw like a Japanese person that looked kind of like they'd had too much ramen or whatever. <laughs> like it's uh you and know, that, you that was a big crazy one about that. Yeah, what's crazy about that is like, you know, diet culture, now like popular diet culture tells you to cut carbs and all this kind of thing. Yeah. Japan, like the Japanese diet is so carb heavy. Like you get a lot of these people like they're eating ramen and stuff at like, you know, all hours of the night when they, you know, after a night on the drink. But so they like they have like a really carb rich diet. Yeah. So it goes against, you know, like know. popular know, Western right? diet culture. It's so trippy. But portion sizes are a big, big thing here too. Like yeah, they actually yeah. control themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So true. But yeah, that was the only other one I had which sort of crossed my mind. Yeah. You know, funny, I had a whole list, but the one that I want to mention that would be an honorable mention also for me is uh, one that I thought of as we talked. But it's um, in Japan, you don't usually talk to people you don't know. I mean, if someone has a cute dog, you don't usually go and tell them their dog is cute. You know, if someone, you know, someone, you see someone wearing like a new bag and it's like, you think it's really nice. You don't usually go and say, wow, that's a really nice bag. They all like freak out. And the funny thing is, I'm that total person that will talk to anybody. I'll talk to a cute girl. I'll talk to an old lady. I'll talk to an old man. I'll talk to anybody. If it's something that, wow, check it out. And, mm -hmm. and it's something you feel like is worth mentioning. Like we walk by a yard and then the lady has beautiful flowers in her yard. I'll tell them when I see them, when we walk by, if they're in their yard, I'll say, oh my God, your garden is beautiful. You know, a lot of, a lot of things in Japan, you know, it's funny thing is you don't usually talk to people that you don't know, but mm -hmm. with the exception, when I went to Shikoku and I did the pilgrimage there. Yeah. It's like a whole different world there. You walk oh. by anybody from young children to elementary school kids to high school kids to elderly people. They'll greet you with passion. Like, oh, konnichiwa. It's not like, oh, konnichiwa. It's like they'll, they'll look at you in your eyes and say, oh, konnichiwa. And you say it back to them. It's like, wow. It's like when I did the pilgrimage and I did it for a whole month, I got so used to doing that. When I came back into my own town and I started did did a walk around my town and I saw a person walk by 
I had that habit of saying, ah, konnichiwa, ohayogozaimasu. And then here, they kind of look at you like, some people will reluctantly go, oh, ohayogozaimasu, kind of look at you like, I don't know you, but ohayogozaimasu. And then there are some that will totally ignore you, just like look at you like, I don't know you, don't talk to me and walk, walk by, you know. Yeah. So that's one of the honorable mentions for me is, yeah, if don't, you don't really talk to people that you don't know. Yeah, I that that's a big one though because I remember um like the first time I was out there was for a good sort of four or five months and I remember it being really difficult to make friends that were Japanese. I made a lot of friends that were um, other foreigners that had come to like travel and visit. I met some really nice, really cool people. Uh, some people I wish I was still in contact with, but unfortunately not anymore. Um, but yeah, the 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 Japanese people is really hard because. They almost like schedule things in and it was it was i don't know i always find it very difficult to start that sort of friendship with someone uh it's it's hard right you've got that they almost like want that bond whereas like you know you talk to strangers right and you come up with realize that oh you're on the same level as me and you kind of get to know them and you like them and stuff but it's very hard to do over there so it makes sense when you say about strangers not really talking to other strangers out there so also sarcasm gets missed a lot here <laughs> so you know like, like for example that you know ensign as he does he you know he's real friendly and he talks to people at the checkout and stuff and he'll kind of like make a little joke or say something a little kind of sarcasm and they kind of will just like huh like you can see it just go totally over the like they don't they yeah. don't get it we're kind of like oh, okay <laughs> yeah, so yeah like, like, for example i do it sometimes where you're buying like a whole basket full of drinks and little gadgets you know in the from the convenience store and obviously, there's no way you're going to be able to carry it out. And they ask you, oh, do you need a bag? And like, I kind of sometimes I joke around and say, no, I think I'll just carry it all in my hand. And it's impossible. And they'll kind of look at you like, oh. I said, no, 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 no. I said, it's like, it's like you, you're expecting them when you say like, oh, no, I'm just joking. I need a bag. Yeah. Of course, I need a bag. You expect them to laugh, but they kind of like, oh, so you need a bag. It's like everything's <laughs> so serious. I mean, there's a yeah, lot of times yeah. I always, you joke around and they kind of look at you like, they get confused because they're literally taking it seriously like oh and when you tell them you're joking it's like oh why are you joking about that <laughs> so true no it's Ooh, cool that I have a, fun. another honorable mention hit us i i think we could actually go on like <laughs> i think we could talk yeah. ever about this because so many different things but there something is. i don't think any of us mentioned was the slurping of the ramen oh yeah and <laughs> yeah. so that's i still have a hard time with that because we just had it drilled into us growing up that you know that's so rude to do yeah and but here it's like oh my gosh it's it's like a compliment right or something like yeah yeah, it's like, yeah and if it's like if you you can you can fuck around and just go with your with your ramen and no one will look at you weird it's like so it's so yeah. like whoa so oh wow! Like you, yeah. It's like oh, you hear someone slurp. You kind of like, whoa. They say they, yeah. and he like he kind of like, and he just and as you look at him, you think you're like he's maybe like get a little shame. He's just putting in another mouthful. Like whoa. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so amazing. Though. Like you, you just made me think of another one. Like lots of people eating on their own. You see that all the time in Japan. You never see that yeah. here in the UK. Um, yeah, not like in Hawaii either, trip, man. But. Yeah, Even the way yeah. you call the waiters and stuff, like when you go to a sushi restaurant, like you sit at the sushi bar, 
and you have to like call out your orders. I'm still, I'm sure Ensign probably laughs at me because I'm still not completely comfortable with that. Yeah. But he like, you know, he'll encourage me. He's like, you know, order what you want. Just, just do it. I'm like, He's like, you could louder. It's interesting. And it's funny too because when you're at the sushi, the the um, rotation sushi restaurants, you don't need to. You know, like usually it's it's you want to make eye contact, and when they look at you, you say, "Oh, can I have two of this?" In the sushi restaurants, you just scream out, "Like I I like this thing called kani salada," and I say, "Kani kani," and then if I want like three, it's mitsu. So I'll just scream out, "Kani salada mitsu," <laughs> coming right up. And then you can and and some that. some guy, some yeah, some guy and others they go, "Oh, like okay, they got it." <laughs> well, that's cool. <laughs> I've never been to one of those sushi bars, so I need to do that. That's on my bucket list. But yeah, that was so we're awesome. We're going to take well, you there and what, to sushi and shabu shabu so far on the list now. Hell yeah. Sounds good. But yeah, uh, to all the people that enjoyed this podcast, let us know if you've been to Japan, what are some of the things that you guys, maybe it's something we missed. There probably is. There's so many, right? So I'd be curious to know what other people uh, have seen and have been shocked by. You know, culture shock. It's a real deal. So let us know what you guys think. Uh, guys, any parting words of, before we wrap up this episode? Yeah, and those of you who have never been to Japan, hopefully this episode will save you some embarrassment <laughs> from doing something that's going to give you weird looks or frowns, you know. So, like, Japan's really a different culture. And, you know, being here for 31 years, sometimes I'm still not used to a lot of the stuff that happened here. But, you know, the stuff we talked about was pretty good because uh, there's a lot of stuff that people you will encounter when you come here. So hopefully this podcast will help people, you know, have their trip go a little smoother in Japan without without any controversy or embarrassment. Definitely. I got two things of advice. One, I would say, like, be open to new experiences or, you know, the way think people do things so just because it doesn't happen in your country like don't just go with the flow just you might learn something here two would be to learn simple japanese phrases you know mm. like sumimasen like arigatou gozaimasu like just real simple hello thank you excuse me sorry those things they'll they'll get you far it's true it's very true wise words well let's end on that thanks everybody for watching and uh, we'll talk to you again soon all right, that was pretty cool, man. Um, how'd you like it, Sarah? It was pretty, I felt like we could have gone on and on with that list. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was mm. like, as we were talking, I was like, wow, all these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after do doing it, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that people who travel to Japan, it would help them, you know, save embarrassment, um, you know, go a little smoother with their traveling and enjoy the, the country. So if you guys have any, like, comments of what you guys want us to talk about, different stuff about Japan, any questions, Make sure you put in the comments, um, like, and make sure you subscribe right on. Mm -hmm.